My name is Walker, a.k.a. The Retail Ranger. It is my job to keep you free from food safety danger. The other is to make sure that stuff gets on the shelf. It's harder than it looks. I can't do it by myself. Welcome to Walker Retail Ranger. What's up, everybody? I'm Walker, also known as Retail Ranger. This podcast is about my personal and professional experiences from working in the retail industry for over 35 years. Each week, we'll discuss a different topic about life as a retail ranger. We hope you enjoy listening. Let's do this. Now it's time for Walker Retail Ranger. Hey everybody, it's Walker Retail Ranger. Uh, Today is May 1st, 2022. Welcome to episode 21 of the Walker Retail Ranger podcast, starring me, Walker, and my beautiful bride, Liz. How are you, Liz? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Happy May Day to you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, It's also Lemonade Day. Okay. All right, yeah, we're going to move past that. Uh, Today is also the day that we honor Mother Goose. It is Mother Goose Day. Ah. Um, Here's one that's kind of cool. It is May Day for Mutts. You know what that means? (laughs) No. That's giving props to mixed breeds, uh, promoting adoption from shelters. Oh. So that's cool. We will definitely celebrate uh, May Day for Mutts. Happy May Day for Mutts, Roddy. He doesn't carry sleeping. (laughs) Uh, It is also Global Love Day. Wow. To remind humanity that anything can be achieved when we attune our minds to the frequency of unconditional love. All right. <laughs> Didn't that just sound cool? Yeah. I don't know what the heck I just said. I don't know. I want to say it again. Uh, Anything can be achieved when we attune our minds to the frequency of unconditional love. I'm going to attune my frequency. Uh, it's also New Homeowner's Day. Hey, good luck with that. Yeah. Uh, I don't think people are having a good time buying homes right now. Well, difficult. But to the ones that did, happy New Homeowner's Day to you. You get to eventually figure out that stuff breaks. It's important to know good people that can come fix and repair stuff. And I guess over my years, the advice I would give is know your abilities. Right, Liz? Absolutely. Yep. I've, I'm, I've gotten good at some things, and there are still some things that, even with the magic of YouTube, <laughs> where I might think for a moment that I can do it because somebody else on TV did, there's times when I just know I can't. Yeah, do it. just ask me if I should just I ask think you. you should try. Well, you're you're much better at being open and honest, almost too honest sometimes when it comes <laughs> to that. But uh, it's also Chocolate Parfait Day. Not a big fan. Nah, me either. So. Sorry, Liz. What's cooking? What's new? What's exciting? What what have you cooked over the last week since we? I made Toll House cookies. Yes, you did. Oh my gosh, they were so good. I was having <laughs> a real quick. I was having a horrible day at work. <laughs> horrible day a lot of shenanigans and you sent me a picture of freshly baked chocolate chip cookies and i i kid you not i got happy <laughs> so thank you i know there was a little trick you learned because you go ahead yeah well you know it calls for two sticks of butter for the original toll house recipe i'll pretend that i knew that <laughs> well my butter was in the refrigerator so it was hard as a brick and then i remembered a little tip i saw on my Food Network. Ooh, your Food um, Network. Yes, All right. that's mine. Ownership. Um, where you grate your butter on a cheese grater. And by the time you finish grating it and it sits there for a little while, it's perfect 
to go ahead. So an and actual it. like old school cheese grater. Yeah, it brings it to room temperature just because it makes really little, really fast little shavings of butter. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That's yeah. awesome. That that that's a good tip. You have to do it kind of fast though because you know the heat of your hand is oh, going to kind that's a good of point. And impact be your you experience. Be yeah, because cheese graters they can hurt. And you know you can put the cheese grater in the freezer. Blah, blah, in the freezer okay to help it not melt as fast while you're was that their tip or did you just come up with that right oh, now? i just thought about it wow and it could have be it might have been something you saw man <laughs> it's all right you get excited about melted butter I, i'm apparently pretty excited it, yes I'm, you are my tongue is tripping over itself that's what i'm talking about what uh what are we having for dinner tonight we're having nachos really yeah Ooh, it's not even like those a, in a while no no we haven't that's nature's way of having some nutrition but greatness at the same time yeah well it's not really nutritious is it well yeah i mean is there meat in there there's meat all right well there you go it's nutritious <laughs> that works and for me. cheese meat and cheese dairy products uh it's somewhere on the food pyramid corn okay all right a little starchy veg yeah. we'll take it all right looking forward to that do you have any crazy recipes you're going to try this week or are you kind of just laying low what's going on I'm actually going to try the Cinnabon copycat no. recipe. No. Are you really? Yeah. This is the first I heard of this, folks. And I was going to do the donuts, but I don't have a donut cutter, so I ordered one on Amazon Did you? Today. Seriously? Yes. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. Well, I'm glad I'm trying to lose some LBs now, because I feel like there's going to be some going back on. <laughs> well, it'll be special treats. So you're seriously going to make Cinnabon things? Yes. I can't tell you the last time I had one of those. Me either. I mean, when was the last time we went any... I mean, we don't go out much. So. Well, I mean, even making or buying cinnamon rolls for the house or nothing. True. We don't do that, so this... Oof. Yeah, well, but when, the yeast and everything. Do we know when that's happening? Mm, I'm going to try it tomorrow. <gasps> so I can have a bad Monday and know that it's going to be okay yes. when I come home. Okay. Everything's going to be I okay. I am so down with that. So speaking of that, not really, shrinkflation. What, what is it? What is that? Shrinkflation. It's a uh, pretty... Uh, sneaky way to kind of hide inflation. So I talked about it a little bit last week, like maybe there was 55 facial tissues in the box. Now there's 50 um, companies are doing that across the board. Um, and it's mostly in consumable items like, you know, food, beverage, paper products, mm-hmm. chemicals, laundry detergent. Um, there's examples out there and I'm not going to name names per se, but like laundry detergents will be in the same size. Uh, bottle that you were buying but it might have eight ounces less in it mm-hmm. same size bottle so it, it like you just think you're buying your regular tide or whatever but there's actually maybe a uh, laundry scoop less in there for the same price right and, and here's the reality i mean you, you can't blame people at this point there's a lot going on in the country in the world that's impacting all that stuff whether it's the labor shortages uh supply costs uh, availability, supply chain, gas. I mean, there's a million of five things going wrong right now. So uh, we can be angry all we want. All, all I would ask is that you be patient. And let's be real. I don't think they're going to change back to the bigger sizes now that I think about it. Well, the toilet paper threw me for a loop. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that. Well, there was a big display of our brand toilet paper that yep. we buy. Yep. And it was, it was on a great sale. Sure. So I was like, all right, well, I'm going to grab one. Yep. You know, we're running low. Pick it up, and yeah. it's like only an eight pack. It, the way it was set up, it looked like it was the normal twelve pack. They had the, okay. I was like, "What?" Yeah, because ours we used to buy was a twelve roll. Yes. And now, boof! So like I put magic. it back. 
it's, it's I'll wait till we're desperate. <laughs> well, you've been doing a good job picking up a yeah. 12 pack here and there. Here so. and there. But seriously, I mean, I, I, I haven't done the math to see how much actual or how many pieces are in there versus the 12 pack. But one would assume it's smaller. We're just going to have to start rationing. Well, you got the other side of the toilet paper, right? <laughs> I don't think it works that way. <laughs> so, anywho, uh, just it's a really, really, really good time to listen to the Walker Retail Ranger and shop the unit prices on the tags. Yes. Uh, quick example. We all know I like Monster Ice, uh, the white can, zero sugar. Mm-hmm. Um, so we sell it single. We sell it in a four-pack. We sell it in a six or eight pack and then there's a 12 pack and you gotta watch because depending on if one of those is on sale the unit price is significantly different so if you go to buy the single you're paying more per ounce or quart than you would if you bought the 12 pack well it's generally like that generally like that however you gotta be i was almost fooled there was a a a smaller can version in a six or eight pack so in my head, I was immediately triggered. Well, if it's a smaller can, it's going to be cheaper. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. <laughs> Actually, out of the three or four sizes, that happened to be the highest unit price per. That's crazy. Thing. Yeah. So just shop unit prices. All right. So I've got some some stats here. There, uh, I've got the top three food processing companies in, in the United States. And I learned a lot today. And we've talked a little bit about brand recognition and stuff like that in the past. But uh, the number one food processing company in the United States, according to foodprocessing.com. Okay. Because um, I like to have sources. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you can find a lot of different information oh, of the yes. same stuff it's on scary. the internet. Right. It's all over the place. So I'm just sticking with this one. Uh, PepsiCo had 2021 sales of $43.4 billion. <laughs> That's a lot of billion of dollars. 43 of them. That's hey, he could have bought Twitter. Or PepsiCo could have bought Twitter. <laughs> so, uh, so obviously, they, they one of their brands is Pepsi. Pepsi, Mountain Dew, Dr. Pepper, yada, yada, yada. Uh, Aquafina Water. Uh, Frito-Lay Chips. Also, Cheetos, Fritos. I mean, there's a million different chips. Uh, interesting note, they do have a Walker's Potato Crisp, apparently, ah. over in the UK. So, if we get over to the UK or if we... Pick up a uh, listener in the UK. Maybe you can send me a bag of Walker's chips. Uh, Walker's crisps. I'm sorry. They're crisps. called crisps. Uh, Quaker Oats, Tropicana, and Gatorade are hmm. some of the brands owned by PepsiCo. Interesting. Yeah, I thought those were kind of cool. Uh, Tyson Foods. When I say Tyson, other than Mike the fighter. <laughs> Seriously? Um, what do you think of when I say Tyson? Chicken. Chicken. All right. So Tyson Foods had 2021 sales of $41.3 billion. And according to their website, they have 34 different brands. Of chicken? No. Uh, so you got Tyson okay. brand, which is what we know right, as chicken. Right. Uh, Hilshire Farm. Oops, I have to cough. <coughs> Pardon me. Pollen. Uh, yes, we got the window open. Uh, <laughs> so Hilshire Farm sausages and stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Basses. Uh, Jimmy Dean, James Dean, Jimmy Dean sausages, <laughs> right? Uh, State Fair, big fan of their corn dogs. Oh yeah. Uh, ballpark, I guess the hot dogs and stuff and bologna. I don't think it's the bread subsidiary. I think that's bread is owned by a whole different thing. Okay. Um, 
Sarah Lee, because I knew when I said Sarah Lee, you were going to think bread. Yes. But Sarah Lee also makes those the, pies, the pies and there's those little uh, angel food cake things mm-hmm. and a couple other things, I'm sure. Uh, Barber Foods, which kind of is like a hot pockety type thing, I think. Okay. Um, but here, here's one that most retail rangers that are in the grocery business would recognize, but I didn't know Tyson owned it per se, but it's IBP. Uh, that is a supplier of beef. Huh. Like we get these big 60 to 80 pound boxes of like uh, primals and it'll say IBP on the side. I thought it was IBP that owned that, but apparently it's uh, Tyson. So they've, they've got a lot of, they got their uh, chicken claws into a lot of different things. They diversify. Very. <laughs> um, all right. So Nestle is the third largest food processing company in the United States. 2021 sales of 30 billion and this blew my mind how many brands do you think they have i couldn't even begin to guess i'm gonna go with more than 2,000, according to their website uh quick note i saw that they at one at one point owned a big majority stake in l'oreal like the makeup that i use what um Guyliner and uh, Guyliner. Well, I got a face for radio. You've, you've said that forever. <laughs> I have never you said have. that. I said you had a voice. Oh, oh, see, communication. All right, I, I need to do a better job listening. Yeah, so anywho, uh, they now own only like 20% of L'Oreal, but the candy people got a little stake in the action of uh, makeup. Okay, that's just weird. Yeah, so obviously, candy is their one of their brands. Yeah. There's a million and five Nestle, I'm not going to name those, but uh, Perrier the water mm-hmm. Bolin Springs water and Deer Park water and I believe there's a Nestle water there is a Nestle water so sure they, they got some water going on <laughs> uh, Gerber the baby product company that's surprising well you know yeah I guess it is I, I just figured Gerber was Gerber well they were but they got purchased and that that's what a lot of these things are is these, these big conglomerations get more conglomerated by <laughs> conglomerating different companies okay alright all right, sir I got the three for on that one <laughs> So, uh, Gerber, then you got Hot Pockets, DiGiorno, Stouffer's, and Lean Cuisine. I kind of threw all them together, you know, frozen food stuff. Haagen-Dazs, uh, Edie's Ice Cream out here in the east, and Dryer's out in the west. Right. And then, of course, you got Carnation Milk. Familiar with Okay, that. yes. Yeah, all right. Um, and Boost, quote, nutrition drinks, I'll call them. Okay. You see those over in the, in the nutritional drink section. Mm-hmm. That's owned by... The candy company. Kind of cool. Uh, they also own Purina dog and cat food. And we've talked about that in the past. Um, both dry and canned. Uh, dog, cat treats, and cat litter. That being said, that's that's very diverse. 2000, that is pretty diverse. 2,000 brands. How'd you like to oof, yeah. be the, uh, v- the president of branding? And you got 2,000 <laughs> people that report to you or something. <laughs> Uh, so just with those top three companies, just imagine when there is a strain on ingredients, labor, supply chain issues, cost rising, fuel, and all that stuff, that can be a pretty pretty big impact. And I think the point we made before was like with Purina owning Friskies and Purina, you know, when the canned cat food shortage, which is getting better now, but when there's an aluminum shortage, it impacts that company big time mm-hmm. because of the, all that stuff, so... While it's great to be big and own all the stuff, when something hits you, it hits you pretty hard. Right. So, so Liz, I'm sure you've heard over the last couple of weeks, there's been a uh, 
an uptick, it seems, in uh, food processing plants being damaged via fire or even plane crashes. There's been like two. Yeah, it's been pretty bizarre. Yeah, so uh, conspiracy theories exist for a reason, I'll just say. Usually they've got a little ounce of truth to them and then people just run with it and go crazy. I'm not here to talk about that side of it. What I'm here to talk about is they occur. Um, <laughs> there's there's like 36,000 food processing plants in the United States. So if you Google uh, food processing fires in U.S. 2022, you're going to see all kinds of crap saying, oh, they're trying to kill our food supply. And then you'll see articles on the flip side saying, well, that's just conspiracy. That happens all the time, blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, there's a million different things. Here's the bottom line. We don't need any help with our supply chain issues. Um, we don't, right? That's for sure. So, I mean, any kind of disruption to the supply chain is kind of alarming to me more so. I don't care how or why it happens. It's just alarming because we're already kind of stretched really, really thin. Mm-hmm. Um, and with the global issues going on today, I, I see them getting thinner. Um, uh, I was listening to somebody and they were saying that the uh, the wheat harvest for the winter wheat harvest over in Ukraine has not it hasn't they haven't harvested it so yeah they've been a little busy well yeah there's something going on <laughs> right but if they haven't harvested that wheat and I think they provide like thirty percent of the world's grain right um, if they haven't harvested what they have grown they obviously haven't been able to regrow like for the spring crop True. or whatever so we're not feeling that pinch yet. I think we're going in the next couple months. I mean, that's that's real. And don't underestimate the power of grain. It's in everything we eat, just about. It's in uh, what we feed our feed cows and chickens and everything. It is. I mean, it, unless you're gluten-free, then I guess you're good. To a degree, right? To a degree. So I, I do want to kind of cover there, there were 16 or 15, I think, in this article. And I just want to kind of explain where they were and what they were. So one was a uh, at Taylor Farms in California. And that one, I think they said 95% of the building was a total loss. Wow. And then Oregon, um, there was an explosion at Shearer's Foods. And they don't really know how, how much of an impact that was. Conway, New Hampshire, they had a uh, East Conway beef and pork fire. Ugh. Yeah, I, I bet you it smelled good, though. <laughs> I don't know. All that cooked ribeye. Um, and then there was a fresh onion packing facility in South Texas that happened uh, in March. In Jonesboro, Arkansas, there was a, a Hot Pockets plant. I remember I talked to you about that one. Oh, yeah. Hot Pockets. <laughs> uh, that, that they got a DiGiorno, all that stuff. It's like was, burnt pockets. Yes. So that one, that happened. Um, in Wisconsin, a... Wisconsin River meats burnt down. Uh, it's sad when I hear about a meat plant burning uh, down, being the meat eater that I like to be. Uh, Fayetteville, Illinois. Delhi Star Corps Corporation's Innovation Center. I, oh, yeah, it was a 75,000 square foot food processing plant in Fayetteville, Illinois, got destroyed. Wow. Belfast, Maine. Uh, McCrum Potato Processing Plant. That's not good. (laughs) No. Uh, Then there was a fire at a fertilizer company in Kansas. 
I'm not sure where that ended up. Claypool, Indiana. And a soybean processing and biodiesel plant. Um, not a lot of injuries in a lot of these things, which is good. Apparently in Winston-Salem, Carolina, there was an un uncontrolled fire at a fertilizer plant. Uh, Sunnyside, Washington, chemical fire at a fertilizer plant. Oh, what is going on with the fertilizer? Who And Russia provides us fertilizer. So, I mean, I don't care how it happened. The reality is we're, we're going to have less fertilizer than we need right. to, to grow our stuff. Um, Cargill Neutrina Feed Mill in Louisiana. There was an explosion from a fire. Oh, that was a food pantry, which is even worse. Oh. That was in uh, Arizona. Saying that's a thing. So, I mean, it's an article about food processing places, and they throw a food bank in there. I mean, yes, it's tragic and all that, but that's not a food processing plant for... True. So it's kind of like sensationalizing, and that mm. gives people... Well, then it's not legit. Uh, Indiana. Which one was that one? Oh, that was a Walmart facility. Another situation. Yeah, it's tragic that it was a distribution center, but... It, it's not really the supply chain thing. And then today's in uh, Chesapeake was, did I say it was a four-story? I don't think I said that. No, It was a four-story grain dryer that was full of soybeans. Oof. And they said the operations aren't going to be impacted. And I was like, yeah, of course the operations aren't, but, you know, your product is. <laughs> I mean, four stories worth of soybeans has got to be a considerable amount of soybeans, I would think. And they're gone. That sounds like a lot. So, yeah, if, if we're short on soybeans... Now we don't have the fertilizer. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just saying it's a little weird. <laughs> I'm not saying anything's causing it one way or the other, but there is legit concerns that need to be addressed as far as they're saying, like, like I said, the U.S. food supply, we, we should be okay. Right? Right. That's what they're saying. We should be here. But they see a global issue in like six months, like where there might be famine and like African stuff again. And I just can't see us as Americans sitting over here eating our... Cheetos and Fritos and Aquafina, and you know Africa's over there starving. So right. we're gonna want to try to send them grain or whatever we got. So that's gonna tighten our belts even more. Uh, yeah, not, not not trying to be a downer, but conserve where you can, get some good deals out there where you can, and um, shop smart. Anything you can do to bolster your little supply at your house or your apartment, unless you're a new homeowner. You'll be spending money on other stuff. Get got to buy a lawnmower and a garden hose. Yeah, didn't think about that. So cut that grass. Oh, speaking of which, I should have done that. It looks like it's gonna rain here shortly. Yeah, it'll well, be that's it. your excuse. I knew it was gonna rain. I, I'm getting called out live on the air. <laughs> so that's pretty much all I got uh, today. A little bit of discussion about the supply chain. huge brands are i mean the fact that a candy company owns a makeup company owns a a line of makeup and, and then cat litter in the same uh, <laughs> sure cross training would be kind of weird to do in those places <laughs> i just think about it it would well this is how we did it at the cat litter plant well this is l'oreal that's not how we do it yeah. <laughs> go get yourself a big and treat well that's another division so that's pretty much all we have for you on the Walker Retail Ranger podcast today. We'll catch everybody on the flip side. Peace. Peace. Hey, Retail Rangers, don't forget to check out walkerretailranger.com. Could be how you found this podcast, but there's an About Us uh, link on there that you can ask questions or submit some topics for future podcasts if you'd like. 
Um, I'm pretty new to this building a website thing. I'm kind of learning as I go. I'm a retail ranger, not an IT guy. Um, but so far, the analytics are showing that I'm pretty big in Belgium. Just saying. WalkerRetailRanger.com Thank you for listening to us and letting us be ourselves. We appreciate what you do to get stuff on the shelves. Stay safe out there. Do what you can to avoid any danger. Have fun, work hard, and be a retail ranger. You've been listening to Walker Retail Ranger.